I'm Scott Matasato, the owner of Eau Claire Hometown Media. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to our podcasts that are done by locals for locals right here in the Chippewa Valley. And if you like podcasts, why settle for listening to one done by a person from, I don't know, Baton Rouge? Listen to somebody right here in your backyard. When you're done listening to this show, I recommend checking out Drive the Valley, presented by Chippewa Valley Mazda. You know Bill Bertrand from his TV commercials. Now enjoy him as he has friendly chats with some of his friends and the pillars of the area. Learn more about what is happening in town. Just head to echometownradio.com and click on the Drive the Valley logo. Hello everyone, Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. We've got an awful lot to get to, as we always do here in the Chippewa Valley. And if you are listening to the podcast on Thursday or even on Friday, we've got rain in the area. And you can you can hear everybody in the area going, Ah, I know it's been very good for the farmers. I, I heard that at the beginning of the week, that area farmers uh, were, were getting the, their, their last bit of seed in and what have you, and we're hoping to have rain middle to the end of the week, so this is perfect for that. Uh, you're getting an awful lot of rain in these last couple of uh, days. Even had a downpour at one point on Thursday, uh, at least where we were, uh, around South Middle School, had a pretty significant downpour that went on for about 30 minutes, and you could tell that we've needed the rain because the ground is just soaking it up. So that's been good. It's good for the, the gardens out there. People will really be getting the gardens fired up in the next week or two. Uh, so good to have some rain, and it washes away some of the dust and some of just the stink. So nice to have the rain in the Chippewa Valley. And, of course, this weekend, going to be hot and stinky (laughs) with the heat and the humidity. You're going to be hearing those ACs fired up around the area. Well, amongst all the things, we got an update on the Regency Hotel. The Sculpture Tour is back. Big event this weekend. Foxconn, all of that. Begin with this. Maybe you're going to stay inside this weekend. Utilize that AC. You pay for it. There's a movie, and this came out a, a little while ago. I, I, I think I saw a story about it a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, but uh, the, the people behind it reached out to us, and uh, I wanted to promote their movie just a little bit more, and then uh, we may get them on some of our other shows for a full interview, but the locally produced movie, Give, uh, you can go to the website, moviegive.com, moviegive.com, all done locally on a quote-unquote micro-budget. And I don't, is this the same movie that, uh, remember we had a guy on with Chip Chat, the Chip Magnet Salsa podcast back in April, and you can go back and listen to that episode. Go on to the website, echometownradio.com, click on Chip Chat. And uh, check that out. He may have been a part of this movie. Because that was a movie he was talking about that he 
was part of locally that had been filmed entirely on a phone, on an iPhone. Well, I don't know if this is the same one here, but uh, the individuals reached out to us. So uh, I, I, rec- I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, they, they emailed me yesterday, and I haven't had time to, to look at it yet. But moviegive.com, and I'd seen other outlets in the area promote it. Uh, but just because something gets promoted a couple months ago doesn't mean you can't keep promoting it. The movie is still timely. Go on there. Again, all locally produced, the movie. And what's the worst thing that could happen? You put the movie on, and you don't like it, and you stop it 10 minutes in. But there's a very good chance you're going to put the movie on, you're going to get sucked into it, and 90 minutes is going to go by, and you're going to go, oh, that was an enjoyable 90 minutes. So give it a shot, moviegive.com. We asked this question a couple weeks ago. I'm going to ask it, and we don't have to ask it again for at least a while. What's going on with the Regency Hotel? That property off of Hastings near Wagner's and Wisco's. Remember that flare-up in December, the city filing a lawsuit against the owner for basically running a slum property. Accusations, many of them corroborated, uh, that validated rumors in the area of prostitution and drug use inside of the hotel. As I said at the time, uh, it's easy to look at that property and go, well, it's, 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 a, it's a certain class of people that stay there. Well, first off, don't be judging. Second, you have no idea who actually stays at places like that. Remember, there are people who are a family of four. You see some nice cars there. And no, it's not just some some pimp or some drug lord who's got a lot of money who's staying there. No, it's a it's a family of four. It's a business owner. It's it's a traveling business person. It's it's a family that is staying at that place. They've booked online. If you go online, you can find the Regency Inn. And they've got all the nice photos and what have you, and they got a good price. And somebody goes, hey, I need a spot to park my carcass for a night. I don't want to spend $150. So this is the first impression some people get of our city. You don't want that. You don't want that. And you can run a cheaper facility and not have it be a slumlord. There are other ones around the area, are the ones right there on on Hastings that are not necessarily the four seasons, but operate with a code of ethics, if you will. Well, the owner has put the property on the market, so the property is now for sale. Uh, We do not have an an update on the lawsuit. Remember, their original hope was to get the place shut down before the end of 2020. That clearly hasn't happened. Clearly things are tied up in the court system. The The owner was going to fight it, and he seems to be successfully fighting to at least get things paused. The owner has now put the property on the market for $1.6 million. The site will continue to operate. We will see what this does for the lawsuit. Frankly, if he sells, the city gets what it wants. A new owner comes in. And clearly, whoever the new owner is, the city is going to have their eyes pegged on them. And whoever comes in is going to have no margin for error. If they come in and they want to operate the same way, 
they're not going to have any leniency because they know what's going on. Yeah, he may make out a winner, the owner, sell the property for $1.6 million, but unless they find criminal dealings, they can actually tie him to, you know, is he culpable for things that are going on in there? Yeah, but right now, remember, this isn't a criminal case against him. They just want to get the place shut down. It could be a win-win situation. He's out, and he gets what he wants, and that's money, and the city gets what it wants, and that's a new owner for that property. And we should always be rooting for a win-win. So if you've got $1.6 million, get yourself uh, the Regency. And we'll see whoever buys that property likely will, ter- will tear down that building. They'll tear it down. They could still put a hotel there, but they'll likely tear down that building. Uh, the renovation of that likely would not be valuable. We'll see. The sculpture tour is back. You're seeing some different sculptures around downtown Eau Claire and Water Street. Uh, it's a parlor game in the area. Speaking of which, more people going out this weekend, more people going out, more people seeing friends at bars and restaurants. So there is more people seeing each other and, and, and kind of a parlor game or a, a, an icebreaker conversation is which sculptures this year will be vandalized. We may laugh at the inevitability, which sculpture is going to be vandalized, and hopefully none are stolen, but are there some flimsy parts on a sculpture that are going to get broken off or something like that, and people will make a comment, and people will make a comment of some sculptures maybe that they they don't understand why that's art and and all of that sort of thing. But we may laugh at the inevitability of some of the sculptures being vandalized, but there is lots of money and time invested in these sculptures. Um, the The artists that make them, they get sold. They get they make. That's how they make their money. That's that's their job. It's a significant part of their income. Uh, the time they've put into it. Remember, time is valuable. So we may get a story on the TV news in the next couple of weeks or couple of months that such and such statue at such and such spot was vandalized or it was stolen and you'll look at it and you'll kind of giggle or kind of go up oh, there we go another year another sculpture and and that's okay if you don't have skin in the game but remind yourself that that is somebody's passion that that happened and it costs money and I know the people behind the sculpture door tour have been doing more and more to try to get various security measures in place, more cameras, things of that nature. Uh, Julie Pangallo and the people behind this sculpture tour uh, swear, we, we chatted with her a couple of years ago, they swear that people come to the city specifically for the sculpture tour. And you can't prove otherwise. You can't prove otherwise. So... Take some pride in that sculpture tour. First major event in the area. A lot of people are going to claim this is the first major event or this is the first major event. Uh, you know, there, there was the, 
the hops and hockey or whatever, the beer fest or whatever at the Triple Ice Arena last weekend. It, it, there's all these big events, but Spring Fest is going to go on this weekend. And whether you call this the first major event or something else, it's going to be the first major event for a number of people post-pandemic. And yeah, I'm more comfortable saying post-pandemic now. Spring Fest uh, going on this weekend at the Northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. If you're not vaccinated, please wear a mask. But if you see a maskless person, don't assume the worst. And vice versa, if you see somebody with a mask, don't assume the worst. Be respectful of each other. Don't judge, that sort of thing. If you have kids, strongly consider having them masked because they can't be vaccinated and all of that. But this is going to, this is big event. And uh, I went with the kids on Wednesday over to see the Minnesota Twins. And there are some things that still make you realize that we're not, you know, it's not 2019. There are still some things, but boy, it feels a lot more natural and a lot more right than I think you you think it will, especially if you have if you have not gone out all that much. I think you're going to be surprised at how comfortable you will feel. Uh, so Spring Fest going on this weekend, and don't take it for granted that we are having these events in this area. Some major events are still getting the plug pulled in other parts of the country, and not necessarily because of government restrictions per se but because there's not enough planning time and indirectly government restrictions that were maybe tighter than Wisconsin had. In, in where we are, a lot of places had an optimism and a belief that they could operate this year. So they were planning all along, whether it was Country Jam or Rock Fest and, and, and things like Spring Fest, they didn't necessarily know they'd be this wide open this soon but they had a feeling they were going to be able to operate. In other parts of the country, it was a little bit more pessimistic. And the the calendar has been sped up in a good way, but they didn't have enough time to plan. So there are some municipalities that have nixed fireworks for July 4th and things of that nature, and you're going to go, well, why? Well, they don't have enough time to plan. They, they, weren't, they weren't doing any planning. They weren't... They, and you can say they were caught flat-footed, and that's fair. And I think people in other parts of the country can have that conversation. Hey, why weren't you planning optimistically that something could happen? That's fair enough. But in this area, if there's a major event, we seem to be able to have it. And that's that's a good thing. Spring Fest going on this weekend. Go up there, enjoy it at the Northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. Oh, it's going to be hot. Got to be hot. Take advantage of it. Something that's not hot, some downtown property. Foxconn, that space at the Haymarket Square now officially is on the market. It's available for a lease. Uh, good was only a matter of time. That Fox, Everybody knew Foxconn was not going to go in there. Some people are going to say, I told you so on day one. Fine, you're right though you're right more by accident. You just are a pessimist. But I think people understood for the last maybe couple years that, yeah, this wasn't happening. 
So Foxconn space is for a lease at Haymarket Square. It was a good idea to have a major employer like that downtown. Yeah, you got RCU, but you could have more. It was a good idea. Let's get that out of the way. If it had happened, it would have been great. All those workers downtown, good pay too. And workers equal things like cafes and the like. But now that Foxconn, that dream is not going to happen, it's gone. Let's see what ends up going in there. And let's see if this maybe finally breaks the dam at Haymarket Square and stuff goes into Haymarket Square. You got all that space that's right there that looks at the riverfront and you're not getting things in there. And everybody's talking about, let's put a restaurant in there. Let's do this, let's do that. And, and, and I think you're right. I think you've got space there for another restaurant that would, I think, be okay. But what would allow that to happen would be if you could have an employer there. And maybe it doesn't have to be some new employer coming to town, but maybe you're able to grab somebody else. And then, of course, the question is, this is like everything else, where are those workers going to park? So, (laughs) And that that becomes an issue. And as I've said, parking downtown is not an issue right now. You're overblowing it if you think parking is an issue. However, that does not mean we should not be mapping out what we're going to do for parking because we right now parking is, is good downtown, but the threshold is about to get busted open if we start putting some other things down there. We'll see what goes into Foxconn space. Uh, the space in front of the North Barstow Street parking ramp, by the way, is back on the market. Uh, and people get confused. Where's the, where's the Children's Museum going to go and all that? The Children's Museum, that, that's, that's being built. That, that's good. This is the other project, and this was being done by Monarch Ventures out of Hudson. They were going to build a, I think it was a three-story building and have a restaurant on the ground floor. Uh, but they've pulled out of building there on that piece of property because, well, they were just about ready to go forward with everything and then the pandemic hit. So planning-wise, it was just difficult. And officially, uh, the RDA is now seeking new proposals on that piece of property. We'll see where that goes. Saw this story. Liquor-related arrests are down in Eau Claire from last year. They were... 2020, they were down from 2019. You had 600 liquor-related arrests in Eau Claire. Uh, Public intoxication, drinking under the age, that kind of thing in 2019. Down, again, the 200 last year. This story here is more so a case study in COVID's impacts. Uh, Don't look at it from a standpoint of less people were drinking or anything like that. It's more so a case study in COVID's impacts. Not as many people were out. And of course, there was roughly a two-month period where things were shuttered for most bars. The key number will be this year. What do we see this year? And the number you get from this year, percentage-wise, how does that compare to two years ago? How does it compare to last year? All of that. And then you'll start seeing, is there a trend? And is there a trend that continues post-pandemic? So we'll see that. And, and, and that's the way you're going to look at a lot of things in the next couple of years. What were things in 2019? What happened in 2020? And then what happened in 2021 and 2022? 
and you'll see in some cases there's the the U graph. Things were going one way. We had a blip in 2020, and then they quickly went back. And in other cases, things are going to change and not go back to what they were. And sometimes that'll be good. Sometimes it won't be as good. All that. Wanted to bring this story up. Uh, Victory Automotive, and I don't like giving free publicity to places that don't advertise, but Victory Automotive is hosting a unique event this weekend. And I think that's that's the spot that's uh, kind of there where uh, it's near where the Gold's Gym used to be and where there used to be a Gordy's. It's uh, right there near where uh, Furnish 123 is. Uh, Victory Automotive is hosting a unique event this weekend, a drive through and you can get your catalytic your your catalytic catalytic there we go catalytic there we go that's a it was hard for me to say i don't talk a lot about cars so it was hard to get the muscles in the throat to massage it up uh you can get your catalytic converter painted you're going to go oh yippee what's that for uh this is done to detour crime you you see the stories there was a story a couple week a couple uh, months ago over in Menominee where stout students we're reporting their catalytic converters were being taken. People reaching underneath the car, grabbing the catalytic converters and, and running off. Painting them is done to deter crime. The, the piece of equipment, the catalytic converter, has metals that are considered valuable. And the paint significantly decreases that to the criminal. There's not as much value to the piece of metal while simultaneously this does not impact your car's overall value nor efficiency. Consider that on Saturday, Victory Automotive, get the catalytic converter painted and help to deter crime. And I, I, would, I would strongly say if you're somebody that parks their car on the street in a densely populated part of the area, there's a number of areas in Chippewa and in Eau Claire that uh, have houses close together and you've got uh, maybe a, a single stall garage and families have cars that are on the street and all of that, I'd strongly consider going to Victory Automotive, getting the, the converter painted. I, I believe it's free. I believe it's free this weekend to have that done. Get it done. What's the likelihood that your car's catalytic converter is going to be taken? It's a low probability, but but if it gets taken, that is not something that is a quick fix. Hey, you think it's bad enough if you go out, you, you got to get to work or work and it's the middle of the winter and your car won't start, the battery's dead on a minus 10 degree day. You think that's bad? Well, there's there's little you can do to prevent that especially if you have to park outside. There's little you can do to that. Sometimes that's act of God. This is an act of God. This is something that act of bad human. Uh, you can do things to deter that. And then lastly today, Chippewa County is seeing vaccinations amongst teenagers increasing in the 12 to 15 age group. Uh, they refer to them as adolescents. I call it, you know, well, 12 is adolescents, but 13, 14, 15 teenagers. The stat that I really like to see, there's only been one 
COVID-related death in Chippewa County since the start of March. You're going on almost three months, and there's been just one death in Chippewa County related to COVID. That's outstanding. That is what we're looking for. That. That is great news. Outstanding. That's that's when I say earlier on in the show, looking at this more post-pandemic, that's the case. Hey, folks, I got news for you. You're going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. I'm not just saying you're going to get COVID. It's inevitable you're going to get COVID. No, that's not what I mean. There's going to be a time next winter where you're just going to feel like crap for a day. It's going to happen. It happens to everybody. You get a cold. You get a stomach bug. You get this. You're going to feel bad. Something's going to happen. You're going to feel bad. No matter how much you wash your hands, no matter how well you take care of yourself, all these things, you're, you're going to feel bad. What you do is you try to put yourself in the best position to limit the amount of times you get sick and when you get sick to get better quickly. The whole goal from day one with COVID has been to make this an illness that can be worked through. And that's what is very rapidly happening, which is outstanding how quickly that has occurred. To make this a, an illness, and it's a virus. Remember, it's not a bacteria. It's not, things that, you know, it's not something you can kill off. A bacteria can kill off a virus is a living thing. It's a little bit different. But I think uh, that, that, that should be the big news out of that, that you're seeing, you've seen just one COVID-related death in Chippewa County, according to Adjual Weideman, since the beginning of March. Uh, Adjual Weideman, by the way, still giving regular media briefings. She has not been nearly the lightning rod that Lisa Gizzi has been. Uh, Gizzi stopped doing her briefings beginning of this month, and I commended Gizzi for that. And I, I kind of think for Angela Wideman, the time may be coming to the end, too. Um, I think it, it I, I know you want to keep people updated. I know you want to, but you, you, at one point, you're just saying the same thing over and over again. News isn't changing all that much. I would kind of take a, I said the same thing with Geezy a couple weeks ago when she stopped doing hers. I think Weidemann, take a step back. But grant one-on-one interviews. Grant one-on-one interviews. And give updates that way, as opposed to the full-on media briefing, the, the regularly scheduled media briefing. This is not to say the media briefings did not serve their purpose, or nor, they were, nor were they a good idea. No, they were outstanding. But I would start putting the pause on those. Helps move people to the next... Stage and I and I know some people really want to fight going to the next stage. They they, they really want to fight. They, it's 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 no different than people thinking, hey, do I want to go in the ocean? Do I want to go? Some people will run right into the ocean. They get to the beach, they run right into the ocean. Other people slowly make their way, and that's fine. People go at a different pace. Uh, but if I was Angela Weideman, I think I'd start bringing the media briefings to an end. Uh, and then for both her and Geezy, not only would I grant one-on-one interviews, maybe I would go and try to solicit those one-on-one interviews with local media outlets. Uh, because those one-on-one interviews will do a lot more 
than the media briefings will do. Folks, no edition of Talk of the Town next week. Starting in June, we go to our summer schedule, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, Talk of the Town will air. A lot of times, Talk of the Town will not be live in June and July. It will not be live in June and July, but we'll have new episodes dropping the afternoons of Tuesdays and Thursdays in uh, June and July. And if we have to have a couple extra editions because of a major breaking event, absolutely we will. But uh, still plenty of shows in June and July. Just be prepared. Uh, they will not be the live editions. You will not uh, see as many. Li- you will not see as many on Facebook in uh, June and July. And of course, we still have all the other great shows at echometownradio.com and more are in the pipeline as well. That'll do it for us here today. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Monosano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.